0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey there. We at Blue Wire just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. We know everything outside is pretty scary and uncertain, but we're committed to helping you get through your day by talking about the sports and teams that you love most. If you're looking for more great podcasts to distract you, Check out BlueWirePods.com. Thanks for listening, enjoy the podcast, and stay safe. Blue Wire. You're listening to the Raider Cody Podcast, the official podcast of RaidersBeat.com.
1: When you have great coaches,
2: then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing, just win, data. <sighs> You're gonna get everything I got, everything I got. Give me everything you got. Do it for the man next to you. Let's go, let's go, Raiders I three. One, two, three, let's go get there.
0: We talk about rebuilding, rebuilding, how do you rebuild? I don't think that Gruden came in to rebuild, I think he came to set his roster
1: on fire. Raider Nation what is going on coming to you with episode 85 85 man we are racking them up I'm now on a countdown I'm I can't wait to episode 100 that is a milestone right now in the back of my head cannot wait to hit 100 episodes of the Raider Cody podcast but episode 85 is going to be a special one for you guys again I think this is what the third or fourth week in a row I'm bringing two guests to you and this is I mean this is getting fun for me Next week, I'm going to have two guests for you again. Um, This week, I'm going to have Raiders tight end fan favorite again, big time, of course. Should be pro bowler, soon to be, hopefully, one of the best Raiders tight ends of all time. Uh, Maybe a future Hall of Famer on our hands. Darren Waller is going to be joining us here in just a second, Um, as well as now. This is a OG of Raiders content. Can't wait to talk to our guy, Murph, from Murph's Fan Cave. I'm sure you guys recognize that name from Raiders Fan Radio. Uh, they've got a lot of stuff going on over there uh, in their compound so I can't wait to talk to both of these guys but I do have one topic I want to discuss with you real quick and that's the draft huh <laughs> Oh, go figure. Yeah, we're three weeks away. Just under three weeks now. I think this is, uh, while I'm recording, uh, it's dropping tonight, but it'll be 13 days away. Soon it'll probably be 12 days away by the time you're listening. Uh, But the NFL draft is obviously, they've announced it. It's going to be a virtual draft experience. Pretty much everything's going to be on the television or on your computer. So for me and my YouTube channel, make sure you subscribe. Go to youtube.com slash Raider Cody or just search Raider Cody in your search bar and you'll find me. Subscribe to my channel. I'm going to be pretty much probably live with my Boakini King Jr. Uh, for, man, probably the whole first round, at least. I'd say, I mean, the schedule is going to be determined soon, shortly. Um, I'm sure we're going to have a lot of things going on, but uh, my plan is probably most of the first round of the draft on Thursday, maybe something on Friday, maybe something on Saturday. We'll see. Just subscribe to that YouTube channel um, because it's going to be nuts and the content is going to be heavy. But guys, like I was saying, the content on this episode is going to be heavy. I'm, try- I'm trying to make a habit out of this. I-, I want to try and cram as much content into each and every episode as possible, and we're not going to mess around anymore with getting in our first guest and a guy I'm very excited to talk to, a guy that was a pleasant surprise for the silver and black, um, a guy that came in here, man, and became a fan favorite immediately. Obviously, the fan base, uh, I mean, the front office, everybody. Love this guy. He came and he proved himself right. He proved everybody wrong. Number eighty-three, Darren Waller, and I can't wait, man. This introduction, I'm going to give him. I'm having fun testing new music, and it's cool to get a player in here now where I don't have to go find music or create music for. I can just grab their own music. Darren Waller, man, is a musical mastermind at this point. He's a great player. Uh, He's a rapper, man. He's got his own thing going on. We're going to talk about some of his projects soon. But I am very excited to announce after this short break, we will be talking to number 83 in the silver and black tight end Darren Waller.
3: Who what nigga me next T-Rex in this Jurassic World? Slick the minted in the head. What is love? I'ma need a psychopathic girl. Drop on your squad, picking up intel like an HP. Started grabbing Nick's place. Now I'm getting gassed up like the H3. I was only making 11.50 by the hour. You could check the wage. I hit now, like, what the fuck is up? Running it up, front center stage. Me, Nigga told me, don't forget, boy, you was drug program stage three.
1: So, joining me now, a four year NFL veteran who was drafted by Baltimore, and his path eventually led to him signing with Oakland. After performing as one of the best and premier tight ends in the league last season, totaling 90 receptions for 1,145 yards, he ended up signing a three-year, $9 million contract extension to continue his career in Las Vegas. This man does not need an introduction, but I gave him one anyways, man. Fan favorite tight end number 83, Darren Waller. What is up, dude? What's
3: going on, Cody? How you doing?
1: I'm doing good, man. And you know what? Real quick, before we get into this, I want to give a quick shout out. Uh, to your brother, Denzel, man. Uh, Denzel came through. He hit me up man, a few months ago, I'd say, in about middle of the season, whenever your your first project job, or second project, should I say, uh, Wall Street. Put it out on uh, Twitter. Listen to that sucker, man. You got some good stuff going on, but I'm excited to talk about some football.
3: Yeah, man. Thank you. Shout out to Denzel, too.
1: Denzel's a good dude, man. Um, You know You've played four years in the NFL, like I said. Four-year NFL veteran. But I feel like the last year, this last year, 2019, was kind of your rookie year. Given the circumstances, it's almost like you kind of redshirted the first three years of your career, and now, bam, you're in the league. Do you kind of agree with that? No, yeah, I feel the same way
3: completely just because, you know, it's just like I was a completely different person um, coming when I came to Oakland. So it felt like it was a whole new career beginning. So, yeah, it felt like it was my rookie year.
1: Good stuff, man. I want to give a shout out here, a free shout out to Will Compton for having you on his podcast. He broke down your past, man. Yeah. You know, he, I'm not going to, I'm not going to dive into it myself. I'm more so just going to kind of have some fun with you, man. But obviously, um, first question, how does it feel like, and I want to know, man, from the heart to Raider nation, how does it feel to be a Raider?
3: Uh, I mean, it feels great. It feels, um, I feel at home. I feel like, uh, Organization in itself can be misunderstood at times, and I feel like, you know, I kind of fall into that bracket myself. But um, yeah, you know, we're passionate. We're it's a gritty franchise, so a lot of feel like I fit in well, and um, you know, I was welcome with open arms when I came, and uh, we made it fun last year, and it's a lot to look forward to. So, I mean, I feel ecstatic to be a part of it.
1: That's amazing, man. That's all we. That's all we ask is a fan base. Um, is to be excited and to be ready to, you know, go out there and, and do your thing for the silver and black. And you had mentioned, you know, I'm going to reference, uh you know, your conversation with Will because you guys pretty much covered it all. But y- you had talked about you'd, you'd lived in the extended stay all season last season. You wanted to focus on football, yeah. um, which was Pretty odd, right? For a full season starter, you know, you don't get that from uh, just a normal guy like yourself to go out there and especially get the contract extension. Should be living in some nice, beautiful house, but you, you know, you toughed it out, you did your thing, you buckled down, you played some football. Now you're moving to Las Vegas. What? What are your living arrangements like in Las Vegas, man? Did you, you know, did you go get yourself a place? What are you doing?
3: <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not living in this, in this day anymore. Uh, I <laughs> Hope not yeah. I found a I found a house that. Uh, I'll be running in Henderson, so uh, it's a, yeah, I'll definitely have an extended stay, but um, yeah, it's pretty simple, it's a lot more spacious, but it's pretty simple, it'll uh, be nice for me, I'll make it real nice, I really don't have to leave at all, I can just hang out there, on my practice or something.
1: <laughs> good stuff, man, good stuff. Uh, I had a coach one time tell me, th- there's no such thing as a stupid question, have you ever heard that?
3: Yeah, I heard of the only dumb question is the one that goes
1: unasked. <laughs> well, here we go. Here's 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 an asked question, so it can't be stupid. I'm gonna I'm gonna expect you to answer this thing. Um, would you rather own a horse-sized cat or a cat-sized horse?
3: Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with the uh,
1: cat-sized horse. That's probably a good question. That's, 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 that's a good answer right there, man. I'll give that to you. Uh, a, a horse-sized cat would be a little bad. I hate cats myself. But um, speaking of, you know, we're going to move on. See, I, you can't get me on the line with an NFL player because I ask stupid questions like this. My, like I said, my coach asked me, told me this one time. He's like, there's no, there's no such thing as a stupid question. I think that was the year that I became the pro at asking stupid questions. But moving on, man, John Gruden. I talked to last week, I talked to Rico Gafford. I talked to him about John Gruden, man, and he had nothing but praise. I think pretty much every NFL player on the Raiders roster had nothing but high praise. My guy Daryl Worley, man, he loved him. Um, coming to you, I know you love our guy John Gruden, but I need a John Gruden story, man. Tell us something about that guy.
3: Um, I mean, I feel like I only, I only have any like, stories that stand out just because he's just like so off the wall like, every day with far as like, <laughs> just energy and just like craziness um so i don't know if anything one thing sticks out but i don't know i just remember when i first got there and you know he just comes to me he was like oh you're gonna do great things man you're gonna do great things here and i was just like <laughs> i just remember like just i was in a state of mind like i just didn't want to mess it up like i just wanted to, just, <laughs> you know do the right things and try to keep a job yeah um, but you know he was just talking to me about being great, like right when I got there. So it was hard for me to wrap my mind around it at first. And then it's just like going through the offseason, he would say things in the media about the things that I was going to do during the season last year. And it was just like, I, at first, it felt like it was like a lot of pressure being put on me. But then after a while, it was like once I started to believe in myself, I could see that the belief that he had in me. And so it was just kind of easy for me to just go out there and just play and let everything happen the way it did. So it's just like the way that he believed in me from the jump is kind of like the thing that I stick to and I always go back to with him.
1: I love it, man. I love it. I'm um, hearing your story from what happened and, and to who I'm like listening to now, uh, you, you've said it yourself, you know, you feel like you're a different person, you know, and I'd, I'd agree. Uh, one thing that stuck with me whenever you first started your conversation with Will and, you know, shout out again, free shout out to Will and busting with the boys. Yeah, shout sure. out to Will. If you, if you guys don't listen to that, interview then this this interview right now is gonna be super confusing to you guys but uh, (laughs) I'll tell you one thing you had stated that whenever you were even playing college ball you just didn't quite have the like the passion or the drive like you weren't having fun out there right you know you'd you'd have a big play good play good catch and be like yeah let's go and then you just kind of fall back into that you know like whatever like you know we're just playing ball what has that, has that changed for you now? Like, I mean, like, looking at last year, 2019, how has that changed for you?
3: Um, yeah, it changed for me. It's just, um, you know, it's I have a different perspective on football now. It's like, uh, as before, it was just like a people-pleasing tool. It was like a status tool. It kind of like, you know, it was a way for me to be accepted. But now it's just like, you know, I can see the game just for, purely what it is not just what I can get out of it and this is like when I'm out there and just having fun and it's competitive and um, it's challenging so I just like being in the moment out there and it's just like I can and I just come with like a new sense of confidence now just because you know if you live better and you're true you're yeah. more true to yourself and you know more true to other people then you know you feel better about yourself and that translates to on the field so I'm more confident and situations that you know come with a lot of pressure so instead of like turning away from that moment it's like i welcome it now and you know i just i don't know am more balanced mentally On like a big play i won't get too high off of it like but a bad play it's like you know you just shake it off and move on it's just like yeah both of them if you get too attached to them it's just like they can be detrimental so i just kind of keep that
1: middle ground Good stuff, man. It sounds like you have a pretty level head right now. Um, but I will say after after everything you've accomplished, you know you've you've taken a big step up, you got this big contract extension. But I wanna know, how does it feel to still live in the shadow of your great grandfather and jazz legend, Fats Waller?
3: <laughs> I'm I'm cool with living in the shadow of Fats
1: Waller. He's earned <laughs>
3: Legendary status. I have done no such
1: thing. <laughs> hey, but you're working on it, man. And I'll tell you what. You dropped uh, what the listeners heard at at, at the introduction of this uh, interview here. You dropped a little bit of a soundtrack, man. You had a project a few months ago, Wall Street. Inspre- Dude, impressive stuff. I'll tell you that right now. Um, everybody, I think, debates how good of a tight end you are you know, you're always getting tossed around, top three, top five. You're, you're in there, man. You're elite. I'm going to tell you that right now from a fan perspective. But am I allowed to start the conversation right now that you might be the best player-rapper in the league? Um,
3: I mean, if you feel comfortable <laughs> starting that conversation, then that's hey, fine. Hey, um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm confident in what I bring to the table.
1: There we go. Let's get it, man. I tell you, uh, you know, Darren Waller is one thing, but D wall and wall street, I think was was definitely next level. And it was cool hearing the stuff that, you know, you're kind of doing on the side. This is that, that hobby that you kind of have that, you know, that passion that you have behind the scenes. I think it's kind of the same thing that I relate to. So I, you know, Hey, full support here at the Raider Cody podcast and all of our listeners, man, Raider nation is behind you, bro. Anytime if that third project drops we're behind it, but I do want to know when is that third project going to happen?
3: um i mean it'll, it'll definitely be coming um you know I've, i filmed five videos off of wall street uh since the off season started Ooh. and whenever they're finished i'll just start rolling them out and then i don't know as far as the project i might be looking at the fall probably there you so, go but i mean i'm just kind of recording i have like eight or nine songs right now that i know i want to have on there and, um, but I don't know, like how many songs total or anything like that. So I'm just kind of still just going through the recording process and trying to figure out what I want to do, but it'll be this year for sure.
1: Good stuff. So that's going to be dropping on a YouTube channel, man. You got it. I'd imagine, right? YouTube channel. What, where, where's this going to be? Do you have one started yet? Where can we find this sucker when it drops?
3: I am going to be, I mean, I'll post links to it. I don't have a YouTube channel right now, but it's under
1: construction. There we go. We'll we'll be on the lookout and uh, I'll be ready to uh, get this thing launched onto the Twitter world. Last question, I'll let you go. I know it's late night for you, man. You 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 NFL players are early morning people. I'm kind of an early morning person myself, but we gotta crank the sucker out. Last question I have for you, Darren. What are your goals for 2020, man? You came out, you you posted over eleven hundred yards. I mean, I mean you're I mean your borderline, you know, hunter catch season. I mean, you were there, you had over hundred targets. You were the number one receiver on the roster. What else can you do in 2020 to satisfy your goals?
3: I would say uh, be just as consistent or even more consistent because I feel like there are things that were left on the table last year as far as my play and my production. So, um, you know, just continue to be out there because, you know, I don't want to just be like a flash in the pan because that's, What most of my career was before up until last season and now it's just like you know I'm just like I'm not here for just one season I'm here to be uh, of service to my team for until they get me out I want that to be a long time from now so just try to be consistent as possible um um definitely improve as far as blocking I feel like uh you know good strides there last year but there's still Lot to be done, but it's just a lot more learning, a lot more growing to do because it's still, you know, my first year of really getting full action and going through a whole season. So it's just not getting complacent with, you know, the good things of last year and just knowing that it's still a long way to go. So, um, you know, just knowing that keeping that mindset going forward, if I keep that, I feel like I'll be all right.
1: No, I feel you. I feel you. And you know what? I, I was going to wrap it up. I had this one last question pop in my head. I try and avoid this. Because it's super controversial right now on, you know, social media. But you had, like I said, you know, you're a top five tight end this season. You you came out there and you played well. Your offense, I think, was rolling great. You did great. Why is, you know, why is there a portion, a small portion of the fan base? And why, you know, are there some media talking heads out there trying to trade your quarterback, man?
3: I honestly have no idea. I mean, as a human being, you know, you see that stuff kind of go across the TV or – across your phone and it's just like you know you try to like make sense because it, it just doesn't make sense cause I'm in the building every day and I see the chemistry between the quarterback and the coach and the general manager coming around and just how everyone feels about having our quarterback in the building and how the impact that he has on our team so it just you know it just doesn't make a lot of sense um, but yeah I don't know I mean I guess people may think that you know they may want I guess because our team is young they may want Some fresh in there I don't know it's just like for me to piece that together I don't know I can't really find a good reason because I see all the reasons that he should still be here and I'm extremely grateful that he is still with us and so yeah I I really can't really piece it together what they may be thinking but you know the fans and the people are entitled to their opinions they care a lot and they're invested so um you know nobody's yeah, hating them or mad at them for you know what they think and what they may want. So you know, it's just football, man.
1: It's passion, man. It's passion all across the board. Uh, but I, w- I will go ahead and note, and I will let Derek know that you think he's old. And the only reason would be to get younger. I'm just kidding. <laughs> good stuff, man. Darren, man, I appreciate you coming on here, man, and chatting some football with me. Uh, this has been a long time coming. I've been working on this for a few months. I've been prying at you for a few months. So it's good to get you on the phone. I know my my listeners appreciate you coming on here, but I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna let you get some rest, and I'm gonna let you keep uh, you know sitting down, preparing um, and studying because I expect a huge season. From our tight end, number 83, man, Uh, super proud of you as a fan base. I'm going to go ahead right now real quick, speak for Raider Nation. We're super proud of you, and we look forward to, man, the consistency uh, that you're going to bring to the table and everything that you're going to do for us to help us produce some wins, man. Man, Cody, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Raider Nation, big, big, big shout out to number 83, Darren Waller. I appreciate him for coming on here and giving a few minutes of his time to talk some Raiders football with us because, I mean, it's precious to us right now. Especially right now, we don't have a whole lot of content coming through. We don't have a whole lot of things in sports, period, coming through. So I'm glad to have Darren on here to talk some football. Excellent stuff. I I look forward to having even some more players and stuff on in the future. Near future, should I say, while all this is going on. While we're all locked in our house, this is pure time to take advantage of getting some of these guys in here and keeping our spirits high, keeping us looking forward to the season and, and getting us ready for the NFL Draft. But what I'm going to do real quick, I'm going to take this short break provided by Blue Wire. And when I return, uh, I'll have another guest for you. We're going to talk some NFL draft. So be right back. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on, from their online casino to poker and blackjack, they're bringing Vegas to you. Missing the NFL? No problem. BetOnline has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations you can bet on. You can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even Nathan's hot dog eating contest. All open 24 hours a day and all online. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. online your online wagering solution. So, like I said, we're going to move on. we got a second guest for you this afternoon or this evening. It's kind of late night, I guess, now for me, now that I've been recording for a while. But I will tell you, this next guest is no slouch. Darren Waller was great to talk to, but Murph's Man Cave is an OG of Raiders Audio. He's been through the airwaves for many years. Probably seven plus years. Many. He's on YouTube. Make sure you check him out. Murph's Fan Cave, Raiders Fan Radio, RFR. They have everything going on. So we're gonna quit messing around, we're gonna take this short break, and when we return, I will be joined by special guest and Raiders content personality, my good buddy Murph. So, joining me now, longtime Raiders fan and longtime Raiders content creator from the East Coast, the creator of Murph's Fan Cave, and the mastermind behind the lineup of shows on Raiders Fan Radio. This is the one, the only Murph. What is going on, man?
2: What's up, Cody?
1: Hey, yeah. Ready to talk some Raiders football, man? I am, brother. Appreciate you having me on the show, man. It's going to be fun. Of course, man. You know, we've had some, we've had an interesting timeline the last couple weeks of how we came across each other, but what I'm looking at besides the last couple weeks, I'm looking forward to what the future holds, and just like the Raiders organizations, man, I mean, we're making steps forward, we're making different changes, um, and you know, a little bit of a transformation, so uh, just like that, content creators uh, and listeners out there, uh, you know, be on the lookout. The airwaves are going to be filled, I think, with Cody and Murph together a little bit more often in the future absolutely man look forward to it for sure 100% now Merv I want to talk to you a little bit about for the listeners that haven't listened to your show before uh you know you've been creating audio about the Raiders for what like seven years now yeah yeah it's been a
2: long time so uh uh, I started back with my cousin Sonny we were uh and still are Madden or big gamers and, and especially Madden gamers Gotcha. And, uh, and love playing our Raiders. And we kind of got sick of playing one another all the time. And so <laughs> we decided to, uh, start a Madden league. And, uh, for those that aren't aware, there's all kinds of these online leagues where you actually have 32 humans representing each team. And then you get back then you had to like text each other and stuff. And now we use Facebook and whatnot, but anyways, so yeah. we used to get online and, and play in these Madden leagues. And then we thought, because we've always been like, want to be broadcasters, right? We, we saw too much rich eyes and a Dan Patrick on sports. Sports Center. As kids, we thought, "Hey, <laughs> wouldn't this be fun to uh, do like our own version of Sports Center for our Madden League?" So hey. we used to do our very first podcast was just for our owners in our Madden League. So it was me and Sunny hosting it, and then we had an audience of thirty
1: every week. Oh, so that's legit. Now, so now what, well, from what I'm seeing, what you've turned into from this uh, Madden League talk show, uh, you have a segment called rfr rundown and you know i'm subscribed to your youtube channel so i see that stuff coming through um i haven't had a chance to listen to the rfr rundown but so i'm not really sure if this even relates to it but i want a rfr rundown on rfr the man cave the fan cave the shows (laughs) I, I, i want i want your own rundown on your own stuff tell me about it
2: Wow. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. So, uh, yeah, so the rundown on our network, that's where we kind of run down like news stories. That's kind of like a catch all of the Raiders stories of the week. So the catch all for the, for Merce fan cave would be, so we went from that, that little podcast with an audience of 30, uh, into, you know, we started talking about the Raiders a lot. We started talking about real football, gotcha. uh, on the show. And, uh, and we had some of encouragement from some of our, our friends were like, you know, and people in the league were like, you guys are pretty good at this. You should maybe branch <laughs> out a little bit and do something yeah. bigger. So we decided to do a bigger sports show called The Sports Degos cuz we're both Italian. So <laughs> uh so we did The Sports Degos for a while and then all we would do on the sports day goes just talk about the Raiders. So we were like, okay, so let's just let's just make a Raiders show. Let's let's uh, in the podcasting world, as you know, as you start to narrow down your audience, you start to find them. Instead of yeah. being a broad thing, you want it. You want to narrow it down into more of a niche. And so we thought, okay, so let's do a, let's do just a, a show about the Raiders. And so we started doing that. It was called the Raiders Ripetare. And then we really didn't (laughs) like that name. So then we eventually started doing a show called the Raiders. And this is over a period of like, this is over years. This all kind of evolved. But uh, then we started doing the Raiders uh, Raiders Fan Cast. And there was somebody that wanted to sue us because of the name Fan Cast. So there's some like guy out there, some like ambulance chaser that got lawyers on us to sue us over the use of the word Fan Cast. So (laughs) then I'm like, all right, we got to change it again. So then we changed it to Raiders Fan Radio. Um, and there was a Ray Durr fan radio back in the, in the old days before even really like podcast, it was more of like an internet radio show kind of thing. In fact, if you look at old, um, footage of the black hole. You'll see that it says the black hole, and then on the bottom it says Raider Fan Radio uh, on the bottom, and so um, so we reached out to those folks that, that that show wasn't active. We reached out to those folks that that owned that name, and I ended up buying that domain and, and have the rights now to that name. Um, but anyway, so we went. That's why initially it was Raiders and not Raider Fan Radio. Yeah. But uh, so anyways, so we we switch everything over to Raiders Fan Radio, uh, and then Sonny and I did that for. Uh, about a year and a half, and then uh, uh, Sonny started uh, having a lot of kids, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and he got to a point where he was chasing babies. And you know, when you have more than two kids, you got to switch to zone coverage and out of man. And so, you, you know, and so he he did, and and uh, so he's got uh, young, beautiful children now, and and uh, he's a drug and alcohol addictions counselor, and still active in the podcast world, just not uh, in terms of the Raiders. But uh, with his departure, in came my uncle Mosh, our real life my. Real real-life uncle, uh, one of the mentors for me, one of my, um, not only is he a real-life coach, but a a lifelong Raider fan. We're all from the Bay Area originally. I'm from San Jose, so is my Uncle Mosh, and he grew up. Uh, with the Raiders of the seventies, the glory days, all the, you know, all of our icons of that time and Stabler and Madden and of course, Al Davis and, and, uh, his favorite player all time is Otis Sistrunk and Jack Tatum. And like, there and so the, he and the rest of my uncles were my influences growing up. And so having him on the show and having that connectivity with him, uh, has been amazing. And then since then, even, uh, my best friend in real life was swag, Jeff, um, who was a Titans fan, um, is now a Raider fan and <laughs> we converted last year. We jumped them into the nation. And, uh, <laughs> so now the three of us do Raiders fan radio, uh, live every week. And it would, and it, and it started all as that little podcast and continued audio wise for a long, long time. And that's still really the main focus of what we do. Our audience is still much broader on, on the audio version of our show yeah. and still remains the focus. But, uh, we started doing this YouTube thing. Uh, a little over a year ago at the encouragement of my buddy, Mikey, who uh, everybody knows Mikey Raider. And uh, so Mikey and I started doing a show together called Mondays with Mikey and Murph. And uh, Mikey was like, you got to do YouTube. You got to do your show on YouTube. Do it just like Rich Eisen. Do it just like Dan Patrick. Just turn on the camera. And when he said those names, I'm like, Oh, those are my guys, man. Like, here we go, full <laughs> circle, right? So we did. We flipped on the camera, and now next thing you know, uh, Murph's Fan Cave is born in the, in the network of, uh, of, of shows uh, with all of our contributors, everybody from Mojo uh, to Mikey, of course. We have the guys at the Fan Club Blitz. Uh, Sonny will still join us once in a while, and then us three knuckleheads here that occupy the cave. So uh, <laughs> I appreciate you asking about it, and it's been a journey, and, and it's been an absolute blast. There's nothing better for a diehard lifelong Raider fan than, uh, you know, an excuse to get on with Raider nation yeah. every week and talk about the team and especially times like this, you know, when, and I'll give you two things. Number one, cause right now we can't meet in public, but even mm-hmm. before then, like I grew up in the Bay area, grew up in San Jose, uh, you know, attended Oakland sporting events my entire life, but now I live in middle Tennessee. I live just outside of Nashville. And so yeah. now I'm at a market there's not like there's a bunch of Raider fans crawling around here. I mean, there are <laughs> yeah. some, but it's not like it is w- or was back home. So this whole concept of being able to connect with Raider nation every week, like it's just, man, like your it's just yeah. so much fun. And it's just been such a blessing. And so I could keep going on and on because our community <laughs> that's built up around it has been amazing. And, you get me talking for hours on
1: this <laughs> Yeah, man. Hey, you're a podcaster. That's what you're supposed to do or supposed to be able to do. And I'm glad you're so passionate you're able to just keep this thing rolling. But I will say, I will point out one thing, and this is you know, why I'm so glad to be able to start talking and connecting with you more. Now that I'm, I'm subscribed, I'm, I'm plugging into some of your stuff, man. And I love just kind of the mentality and the vibe that you bring across the airwaves for Raider Nation, because I think you approach this thing the same way I do, that as a Raider fan, as a content creator, this is an outlet. This is something where you're supposed to get away from the real life uh, stresses, the real life struggles, everything that's bugging you. I mean, like the big, you know, the C word. I don't know where I'm supposed to start, where I can say the C word or what's going on in the world right now. But um, I will say this is something talking about the Raiders is where we're supposed to be able to unplug. And enjoy a little bit. This is like our man stuff. You have a fan cave for a reason, man. You know what I mean? You get in there, and this is where you can just like fan out. You can be a dude. You can just enjoy things. Enjoy what dudes do. Um, And the mentality you bring across the airwaves, I think, lines up with kind of how I feel. Um, Enjoy the team. Enjoy who's in the silver and black. Support the guys. Um, Go out there. And I completely respect what you do and how you come across, Murph. So uh, my hat off to you, bro.
2: Oh, I appreciate that. Very kind words, man. And you know, I, um, I like, I like to think of the, of the, of fandom uh, and the, and the, in the Raiders is that I'm a fan of the Raiders that are and not the Raiders that aren't. And so typically we form yeah. our discussions around the Raiders that are, you know, like, you know, obviously Derek Carr is a hot topic right now. Derek Carr, is, you know, sizzling. He, he's <laughs> under scrutiny at times. He's under, under praise at times. And I think both are warranted, but at the end of the day, I am a freaking Raider fan and he's our quarterback. So he will be my favorite quarterback in the NFL until the day he's not the Raiders quarterback. And then the next guy will be my favorite. But like, I have an unreal, I have a relentless and unconditional love for the team and, and, and not necessarily the individuals, but and and really the concept of the Raiders, like, um, and that's so much of the, and one of the reasons that our show is called Raiders fan radio is that my fandom leads, man, like, and that, passion for the team and love for the team from everything, from the way that they're the mystique that Al Davis built, the way that they were marketed, the way that John Madden formed the mentality and mindset of the organization in terms of players go the approach, like everything about that. Like I'm getting literal dude. I'm getting chills talking yeah, like let's it. It's yeah. just like, I, 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 I can't express enough how, how passionate we are about, about that. And no, And this is what I tell people all the time, no, um, lack of performance or dysfunction within the organization or none of that is going to change that. Like if those things affect your fandom then I would encourage you to think different. You know what I mean? Like you can still get together with your family on Sunday. You can still like everything you can love about it. it doesn't matter how good they are. It doesn't matter where they play. It does. It's the idea of Raider nation. That is what we should be fans of because if you lock into that, you'll never be let down because it's Raider nation is beautiful. Like it's, it's never, it's never at fault. Like you, the, Raider nation will not let you down. The team may suck. Derek Carr may throw a pick, you know, uh, Mike Mayock may draft a player you don't want. But at the end of the day, Raider nation is the same. Like that's the constant. Yeah. So that's where our fandom lies and that's where our passion lies. And again, and that's, so that's where we try to, we try to keep it around that, man. And we just try to remember that whatever the Raiders are today, that's what I'm a fan of. And, and, and I'm a fan of obviously their historic past and, and the things that built raider nation and that whole mentality and the whole concept of the raiders ever all the building blocks within
1: that those are the other things that we're really really huge fans of i might take those last couple minutes i might turn that into my intro man like it it just it just gets to you bro i mean that's it (laughs) i mean that's what it's all about that's that's the exact type of thing that i want to restore murph man i couldn't have said it any better myself but uh to move on into i guess what is recent news and what is going on in the 2020 offseason leading up to the uh, in, you know, inaugural season of the Las Vegas Raiders? We're a couple weeks away. Well, this is what? Just under three weeks. 13 days away from the NFL draft. Um, and the way I see it is we went all in on defense in free agency. Uh, last year, and I don't know how much you've looked at spending. I've always kind of been that fan, like try not to like you know dig my hands into their pockets, but you know, looking at the spending, I guess, of the cap room, we were bottom five at pretty much every defensive position. I mean, besides safety, that's counting like Lamarcus Joyner, but defensive line, cornerback, linebacker, we're bottom five. Bottom five of spending of everything. We've invested enough to where we're. I mean, we're top ten in some of those areas. I mean, we're in the middle of the pack at defensive line. We're we're investing into our defense finally, and I mean, believe it or not, Murph, we have a pretty solid invested linebacker corpse and it's it's weird to think of I mean it's almost like you can't believe it until we see it on the field but um looking at the defense as a whole I'd say it's improved but what are your areas of focus still going into the draft and what positions or you know I mean you can go down to you mean key players do you think still need the most attention going into 2020
2: well, I'm, I'm really in love with the way that they've built the front seven swag. Jeff and I were talking about this on the rundown this last week. When you look at the way that, that they built, uh, as you mentioned, the linebacking core, which has gotten the most attention. Cause the last time we had a good linebacking core was like, I don't know, Kirk Morrison and freaking Thomas Kurt, yeah. Howard or something yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's been an awful long time since we had multiple good players and you know, they took a run at Rolando McLean and they've done things to attempt to address it, but you really haven't seen like a wholesale push on it. For a long time. And the thing and answer me this, Cody. How come we had at one time our general manager was a linebacker, our head coach was a linebacker, our defensive coordinator was a linebacker, and none of them saw the value of a freaking like a high profile good linebacker. Like, what the heck? Like, did yep. they all think, like, you know what? Like, go ahead, Jack and freaking Ken, put a helmet on and you guys go play again. Like, what the heck? Anyway, That's when so, we were um, at our
1: worst. Is that not weird? I mean, it's almost like when we were at our worst. That was like the bottom of the barrel at linebackers was whenever we had like yeah. probably the most respectable <laughs> coaching staff of linebackers. Ridiculous.
2: We had a Hall of Fame freaking <laughs> linebacker core on, on the staff, but none of them <laughs> on the field. It was crazy. But, uh, uh, anyway, so the, so the work that they've done at that position, I'm just, yes, I'm so thankful because how many drafts have we seen go by where we've seen Roquan Smith go, and you know what I mean? We've seen all these guys go. And, uh, and, and the Raiders not even dip their toe in there. And so, so now to, to, to address it, to address it, I mean, pretty well, like, I mean, this is exciting. Yeah. And so, so as good as that has been, and then the defensive line, Cody, I think they got sneaky good on the defensive line mm. this offseason. Don't you? Don't you feel like adding in Nasib? You, you, you know what I mean? And and don't you and like especially Malik Collins, like when you look at Malik Collins and the amount of pressure he got from the interior, like don't oh, you yes. feel like that's just gonna like suck up blocks to get Cleve Farrell free, to get Max Crosby
1: free? Like, I think
2: we're gonna be really good on the
1: front four. What do you think? Well, I think we're finally gonna give a good running mate. I mean, for the most part, Jonathan Hankins came in last year. And I think Jonathan Hankins, who's, I mean I don't want. To, I hate calling people mediocre, but middle of the pack defensive lineman to come in and probably be our best interior defensive lineman last season, but still had a sneaky good Mo Hurst who, I mean, people are trying to say like he didn't have a jump, but you look at the numbers of pressures, um, getting to the quarterback. Okay. Maybe the sack numbers were the same. What he had, what, four sacks his rookie year. I think he had four sacks last year. Maybe the numbers were the same, you know, the hard numbers, I guess. But he was there. He created pressure up the middle. Now, to give him a actual duo of him and Malik Collins, a guy that who, if he was a Raider the last five years, would be a dominant force on her defensive line. So if he can come in here, which we gave him a prove-it deal. I mean, this is like, dude, like come in one year, $6 million, prove it. Give yourself $12 million, $15 million next season is what they're saying, basically, right? Earn it. So if, if he can go in there and he can be that dude, um, and Max Crosby, who, in my opinion, is still a... Late bloomer. We haven't seen Max Crosby last yeah. season for all I know of was a senior in college. I mean, really, I mean, his body was still developing. He he did not have an NFL physique whatsoever. He gained 20-plus pounds from the beginning of last season to now. So from the young guys developing to the additions that we've made, Murph, you, you, I mean, that's where it starts. I, I think we're building behind uh, like what the Niners did, start with that front seven, and I, I think we're doing it well. We added some great linebackers. Um, but now I just say, you know, secondary in the draft. What do you think?
2: There we go. Yeah. So that's, that's where it leads into, right? Cause, and I'm with you on max too. remember the whole take on him was that, oh, he's got to get stronger. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Let's see him get stronger. That's awesome. (laughs) Um, so, uh, yeah. So, the, and I think they did a good job in the, in the, in the safety room. I'm looking forward to our, to our safeties this, this year. Uh, Great. obviously Abram and, uh, and, and Randall are probably your starting two, and then you add in, uh, a Jeff Heath and Eric Harris in there, like, and then joiners free to cover the slot, like, okay, like looking good. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the edges and it's like, okay, we got Trayvon Mullen Ooh. and we got Trayvon Mullen and Trayvon Mullen. And then we got, uh, Isaiah Johnson. So we got, I think, I mean, Isaiah, who's still a developing player, who knows where he's going to end up. I know the coaches like him, but I think obviously with Mullen, just pencil him in as a starter. Don't know what we're going to do yet with Daryl Worley. If you got to go corner, right? Like I got, I yeah. got to think that corner is, is the move. Now last year, you know, we all had our thoughts about Josh Allen and we all had our thoughts about all kinds of players. And then ultimately they went with Cleve Farrell. And I think if the Raiders, whether it's been this regime or any other, frankly, especially Al Davis, just -hmm. when you think, you know, they're going in a direction, they draft somebody that you didn't expect. You know what I mean? Whether that be Gary and Conley or that be Cleve Farrell or that be Darius Hayward Bay, or that be, you know, whoever, (laughs) all of a sudden when you, you show up on draft day and you go, Oh, wait a minute. Oh, I didn't even think about that guy. Who is he? Or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, let's figure that out. Um, so, uh, I, I so who knows where they're gonna go, but you would certainly I gotta think that at 12 and/or 19, and I and or 19, they gotta go corner. Like you gotta go yeah. with especially, you know, so is gonna be off the board. I don't know if you want to get into prospects yet, but like um is clearly gonna be off the board, right? The best slam dunk uh guy uh, out of Ohio State. Uh so who's next best? Well, I think at 12 uh probably what CJ Henderson I think is the consensus um he seems like he's a, a a can't miss guy the thing that I like about him is that all reports is that he's got like a a can't uh a, a, an unmatched work ethic and what do the raiders do nowadays what is the one criteria frankly that overrides anything else How much do you love football? Do you love football as much as John Gruden and Mike Mayock? If the answer is no or not sure, or maybe there's a doubt, then you won't make the team. Your your athleticism, your skill, your talent does not matter. Does your work ethic drive everything else? And so by all accounts, CJ Henderson is that guy. So I think at 12... Uh, he's the one that you consider, but even if they decide to go with like a wide receiver instead there, which again we all kind of half expect, but you never know. Um, yeah. Then there's still
1: going to be corners available at 19 that are very good as well. So what do you think? I, I'm a Jalen Johnson guy, and you know I've been I've been on this like Jalen Johnson kick, but his stock has been like maybe mid second round, and I I dropped a mock draft actually on my YouTube channel, and I had him. Uh, in a trade-down scenario, maybe we pick him up in the 50s, right? Mid-second mid round. Okay, perfect. Then a report comes out. It was actually a Bleacher Report interview, and they asked him, you know, if you had a hunch, if you if you had this feeling, what team is going to draft you? And he said, ah, the Raiders. And I, maybe that's just, you know, you, you get one conversation with John Gruden. He's, he's probably going to convince you that he's going to draft you no matter what, right? <laughs> you can't take everything he says serious. But, I mean, maybe he is seriously a consideration because – I mean, whenever I was looking into him last week, I mean, I'm seeing basically that this guy was not even just brilliant on the field, but he was a very smart player, even off the field, in the classroom, everything that was going on. And now I'm seeing like analysts come out and they say like, he's just processing things at a different level. Maybe just like you said, the Raiders seem to reach or pull that player out of nowhere that we're not expecting. I mean, now we're, everyone's kind of expecting it, I guess, in a way. But Jalen Johnson is somebody that I can see at 19. But in my opinion, I'm going to keep planning this. At, well, I don't ever want to say I know what John Gruden and Mike Merrick are going to do. But I'm going to bang the table. And hopefully you're going to bang the table a little bit with me. We're going to be sitting at 12, Murph. And we're going to have arguably three of the best wide receiver prospects that we've had in the last three or four years in CeeDee Lamb, Jerry Judy, and Henry Ruggs. And I just feel like we have to take one right now. As we're sitting here saying we have to take one, Mike Mayock is probably going, "Yeah, I ain't touching any of those guys. We'll we'll get somebody in the third round." But while we're on the topic, if you had to pick between the three at twelve, who are you picking? Who's your favorite? I
2: think. Well, I think C.D. Lamb is the favorite, and and but I, I have a very no. Your favorite, reason. not the favorite. No, well, he's my favorite.
1: He, okay, okay, and, that's good. Here, that's good.
2: Okay, and here's why. And I'm <laughs> listen. And I'm far from a draft expert. I'm far from like you're much more well versed and studious in this stuff than, than even I am. I do watch a lot of college football, and I do watch a lot of because I live outside of Tennessee now. I'm in the heart of SEC country, there you so go. I'm the my SEC will show in my analysis of players. <laughs> there's that's no okay. Doubt, when we talk about the corners and stuff. Um, so you would think like immediately I would be like, oh, Jerry Judy's the guy. Like, uh, but. Or Henry Ruggs, frankly, but I think yeah. Lamb is the guy, but here's why. And so, and I, and I work against my sec bias in this way that I feel since Michael Crabtree departed the Raiders and even Andre Holmes to a certain extent, yeah, Derek Carr has missed that guy that will go and fight for a 50, 50 ball. You yeah. see a lot of trust in him of his receivers and frankly, a lot of the turnovers and especially the picks that have been in the end zone, it's because he's put it up there and trusting someone to go up and fight for a ball, and it doesn't happen. And he ends up, and it ends up getting picked, or or it's underthrown, or whatever appears underthrown, but because someone's not working back or whatever the yeah. case may be. But Judy's not that guy. C.D. Lamb is. Yeah. Henry Ruggs is not necessarily that guy, but Lamb is. So I think that Lamb is the pick for the Raiders. In terms of the complement to what they have, because even I even thought as as big bodied as Tyrell Williams is, I even thought, well, maybe he could be that guy. I know he's kind of a fast guy. Maybe he could be the guy to, to 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 fight for that fade in the in the you know corner of the end zone or whatever. But he he really didn't prove to be that. So I think that you get him a guy that can do that. I think you get somebody like a. I'm not comparing Lamb to Crabtree, but I'm comparing that skill particularly to fight yeah. for the football. Uh, that. I think he does have, and that is comparable. And I think that Derek Carr really could use that. I think it's a good fit for him to have someone like that. And then again, to go back to the whole work ethic thing, CeeDee Lamb is like freaking ridiculous in terms of his dedication to football. Mm -hmm. And I think all these guys are. I think when you get to this point and you're this high profile, I mean, none of these guys get there without working hard. So you're talking about you know picking nits a little bit here. But I think that that, that Lamb is the... I think he's got Raider written all over him. And if not... If he's not there at 12, then I think that's when they do go corner. And then maybe you get rugs at 19, right? And yeah. then you get your your new version of Tyreek Hill or whatever. And, you know, and and I mentioned my SEC show, and well, my Raider is going to show here. Give us the fastest guy in the draft. <laughs> Give us that guy, because I want the 99 speed on Madden. Yeah. Yes. Draft Henry Rugs third, because I want to torch fools on Madden. Like, yes, please bring that one.
1: Yeah, oh, oh, pull your hat down here. Al Davis is showing here. Uh We got to tell you oh uh, I love it though. I, I mean, I, I'm all over. I'm I'm a Henry Henry Ruggs guy myself. And, and Jerry Judy, in my opinion, I, I kind of feel where you're going with that because Jerry Judy has that very Amari Cooperish vibe to me, and I've been saying that. And I mean, he's a great route runner. I mean, I feel like he plays a lot like him, and I still feel like his personality and maybe his effort is even like him so I'm a little concerned with Judy I'm a big Henry Ruggs guy because I mean look right speed kills you can't teach speed right um you know I we can quote that all day long and I love it to you know we're, I'm looking for a compliment on the other side of Tyrell Williams I feel like Henry Ruggs is that guy but Murph you gotta I'm glad you're all on the CD Lamb train as your favorite because tell me as as a diehard Anything, I, I, I'm a softie for guys that that love the silver and black. I saw Kenneth Murray in in a Raider hat, and I'm like, man, we got to draft that guy. When I saw C.D. Lamb after that three touchdown game, walking through the press in a Freddie Bulitnikov jersey, tell me you did not just go draft him now. I don't oh care my. what it takes.
2: That that's my guy, man, or one of yeah, them. I mean, it. It. I'm, I'm those players back. Yes, did it mean a lot? Yes, because those players back then, um, those those Raiders players. Those were my superheroes. Like growing up as a kid in the seventies and hearing that, you know, we didn't have the advent of the internet and YouTube and all that kind of stuff. Um, And so those stories of those, you know, I was born in 73. So in 76, when they won the super bowl, I was a wee one. Right. So in the eighties though, as I, as I, as I came into my fandom and heard my uncles tell stories about all these guys tell stories about Stabler and Boletnikoff and Casper and Cliff Branch and, and, and all these amazing players. And they were like these bigger than life characters to me. You know, they had, uh, you know, these amazing nicknames, assassin and snake yeah. and the man from Mars and foo and, you know, and, uh, the, the, the mad store, kick Him in the head, Ted, and like, <laughs> you know, twos and like all these guys. And it's like, they were larger than life. So. Fred Bolitnikoff was one of those guys to me. And you're talking about a Super Bowl MVP here. And then on top of that, we had the absolute, I mean, I can't tell you what an honor this was, Cody, this past year, we raised a bunch of money for the Bolitnikoff Foundation and Angela Bolitnikoff invited us to attend the foundation dinner and present our donation live. Oh, that's awesome. and I, and, and, I and, and I had the opportunity to get up and speak at it. And, uh, and, and I did and, and met Fred through the process and just met, and got to, got to know the man. I mean, not. I'm not going to, like, overplay it here. It's not like we're best yeah, buddies. Oh yeah, yeah. But, like, I got a chance to connect with him and see him for the human that he is as well as this, like, superhero awesome. that I had in my head growing up and, like, connect those two things at now 47 years old. Oh, dude, like, he's probably my favorite or one of I mean, Stabler's always been my favorite, but Freddie B is, like, right there. So I told you that to tell you this. To see him or a player honor that past and connect yeah. with that, heck yes, man. I'm all about that. Like, yes, like that, <laughs> I, that, that reverence of the past and to honor someone like that that's come before you, you know, because there's a reason that the wide receiver, best wide receiver award is called the Belenikoff Award, right? So, yeah, yeah it's, that's really, really cool.
1: I love it. I knew you'd be on the same page of that because for some, you know, for whatever reason, we've had a lot of bad. Uh, encounters with you know some past players some wide receivers some whoever else I mean but for whatever reason actually mostly wide receivers I could probably tell you that my my three most hated former Raiders are probably all pretty much wide receivers so to get a guy that would come in here and, <laughs> and probably be the star and, and I you're laughing because you know the exact three that I'm talking about but um, I will tell you to get a guy to come in here and love to be a Raider that would be my dude and hopefully connect with a quarterback that's just been searching and searching and searching for that number one guy to come in here and have that same energy um murph man man I appreciate you coming on here, pouring in your info. You come on here and you say that you know, you're know you not the draft guru. No, nobody, nobody. If you were, if I was that good of a draft guy, I wouldn't be sitting here talking on a podcast. I'd be a scout somewhere on some NFL team. No, I'm sitting here with a podcast. <laughs> we're talking to listeners. We're talking to fellow fans. Um, and, man, uh, all your words and all your wisdom, everything that you have. At How old are you, Murph? I'm 47, man. I've been doing this Raider thing for a minute now. At 47 years old, man, I'm taking every bit of your wisdom uh, seriously, and I appreciate it. Murph, thank you for coming on here. And listeners, anybody that hasn't tuned into his show or does not follow him on social media, make sure you follow him on Twitter at underscore Murph and his entire show. Check him out. You know, you can just follow their Twitter page at Raiders Fan Radio and check out their website at RaidersFanRadio.com. I know Murph's Fan Cave. Just Google search it, search it on any favorite podcast platform. I'm sure he plugs all the stuff throughout there. Murph, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate the conversation.
2: Absolutely. Thank you, Cody. And, and, and much love back at you, man. We, we respect you a ton and have, uh, you know, really been glad to get a chance to know you a little bit offline as well. And I appreciate the Raider conversation, my friend, and thank you for the invite to be on your show. And, uh, yeah, what you're doing, man, is, is impressive. You know, where you're going with not only your podcast, uh, but also your YouTube channel as well. Uh, your content is fantastic. And so as a, as a fellow content creator, man, I can't appreciate that enough. And I appreciate your new friendship uh, a lot as well. Appreciate you.
1: Awesome. Love the words. From OG, man. That uh, means a lot to me. So, Raider Nation, Murph, nice talking to you. Let's wrap this show up. Shout out to my guy Murph for coming on the show and wrapping this thing up. Episode 85 was absolutely huge. Let's get to the point. I'm losing my voice. I've been talking so much tonight. I'm losing my voice. So, shout out to everyone that tuned into this episode. Make sure you subscribe. If you're listening on Apple and you're listening right now and you haven't left that five-star review. I highly encourage you to leave that five-star review Um, that is exactly how we find more of Raider Nation to listen to us follow us Um, and like I said make sure you subscribe to that YouTube channel youtube.com slash Raider Cody make sure you check out our co-host Kenny King jr. He is also he just fired up a YouTube channel as well dropping some videos you'll be seeing him on my YouTube as well during the draft so be ready Raider Nation shout out things are getting exciting we are less than two weeks away from the draft. Let's get this thing going. 2020 season coming in hot. Let's get this thing going. Raider Nation, until next episode, I'll see you guys later.